What's going on, people? It's your boy Kalechi back with another episode of the Rambling Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all are healthy. I hope y'all are doing well. I hope y'all are having a lovely, lovely, lovely day today. Or as much of a lovely day as you can have. I don't know if I'm the only one. I know a bunch of y'all are probably in the same boat as me, where you're kind of quarantined at home. They say quarantine, but really, it's not really quarantine. But anyway, you know, kind of away from society of a whole. We're kind of staying, you know, keeping our social distance, doing all the stuff that we ought to do to ensure that we're not spreading this whole coronavirus situation that we got going on today. And we're just doing the best that we can in our own little way to just kind of help uh, to not to get this thing not spread so much to get this thing situated and corralled because it has been its situation has been getting worse and as some people have said it's going to get a whole lot worse before it gets any better but before we get into anything today i just want to give a shout out to every single person unlike myself who is unable to work from home in order for me to be able to work from home there are a lot of people who can't work from home and have to be out in the who have to be working and doing all the stuff that that enables me to be able to stay home and do my job from the house. And so to every single person who may be listening and at work or having to work and all that good stuff, just thank you for the service that you are providing for the rest of us. I know you're not going to hear that a lot, but um, it really is appreciated for each and every single person that is out there handling business in one shape form or fashion and uh hopefully this situation gets passed and uh we can go back to normal lives but i do appreciate all the delivery uh individuals out there all those who work in grocery stores i know grocery stores has been crazy can anybody explain to me why people are buying toilet paper so much of all the things like people getting going all kinds of crazy out here but anyway grocery stores those who work at restaurants all this type of things uh hotels and even more so just you know i'm praying for all those that you know the situation has gotten worse to the point where they're not able to meet the hours and we'll talk more about that meet their weekly hours for work to be able to meet their bills and we'll talk more about that as we get more into some of the economic situations that's going on due to this coronavirus situation due to covid19 kind of flexing its muscles a little bit too much and putting the world at a standstill to make us not do what we're used to doing or usually would do on a daily basis but i just want to give a shout out to all the mail people that are out there all the mail carriers all the delivery carriers from amazon and all so on and so forth all those who have to work at amazon warehouses during this time uh, just you know um, thank you for the service that you are providing for us and all those who may be ill in this time uh hopefully i just pray for healing for everybody and uh, i just pray that it won't be a situation where it gets worse or anything like that but everyone please do your part to uh kind of help mitigate the spread of this thing i've heard some people say oh you know go out and about and so we can have the herd uh was it herd immunization and yeah it might kill off a few people and it's like what the like are you serious in theory, it might help, but more than likely, it's going to cause more of a problem. The whole point of doing this social distancing thing is so that the healthcare system doesn't get absolutely destroyed, which it already is under a lot of pressure as it is. But, uh, you know, just do your part. Do your part. Um, if you don't have to be out and about, please don't be out and about. 
Um, I'm not saying you lock yourself in all day. I mean, my, my sister was telling me, go outside and take a walk. Literally, go outside and take a walk. It really helps to clear your mind, especially when you're just kind of, you feel like you're stuck indoors all day. But um, good thing we have the internet. So you can always reach out on the internet. And by the way, you can hit me up at Kelly Chihuahua, either on Instagram or on Twitter. And you can hit me up on either one of those. I just created a TikTok, but TikTok isn't really for reaching out to people. But anyway, um, but yeah, hit me up on TikTok as well. All my affiliations, everything are all the same. Uh, but yeah, just, you know, if you don't have to be out and about, please don't be at bars. Please don't just be at restaurants sitting down. It was funny. My brother sent me, so showed me a picture of how restaurants were having to take out chairs and table to force people to not sit down because people weren't taking it seriously enough. And that's one of the reasons we have to go into this emergency shutdown situation is because people just didn't care. And people were like, well, it doesn't hurt me in any way. If I get it, I get it. I won't be that. It won't be that bad. And they're not thinking about the other people that they can affect effect or affect. Anyway, one of those two words. I'm not good with words. Uh, But but yeah, for the most part, just be mindful and actually think about other people that you can affect or affect uh, from you getting the virus or something like that. So. Just uh, keep that in mind as we're going through this time. Just try your best. Stay home. Um, try not to get in too many large gatherings. I think the, the the advice right now is 10 or less people in a gathering or something like that. So, you know, just do your best. Do your best. Play your part. Ensure that you're doing what you can do. Excuse me. You can do what you can do to help this whole situation. I hope y'all are doing good. I hope y'all are safe and sound if you're at home you're working from home and you're learning a lot of new things about your co-workers and you're seeing a lot of weird things from your co-workers uh and you're trying to figure out how to use all these different streaming services one thing's not streaming services my bad all this uh collaborative spaces one thing i'm learning more and more is just how much of a millennial i am and realizing just how much like technology doesn't really like phase me like that like for a lot of people having to work from home is a massive stress it's a major stress on their life they're like yo i've never done this before it's like trying to figure out skype trying to figure out microsoft teams some people use slack trying to figure out zoom all these different things a lot of people don't know how to use that software and it just made me realize that dang i really am a millennial like I was just like, what? why is any of these things such a surprise? Like, it's pretty much just click this button, click that button, boom. You don't have to have used the software before. It's pretty straightforward. And then I realized generational gaps. Like, for a lot of us out here, most of y'all listening to this podcast right now are millennials like myself. And some of you are even Gen Zers who are in school. And everybody is at home right now as every school has gone online for the most part. And we'll talk about that more as we move forward. But yeah, it's just, it's interesting just how much I was just realizing as I was in different conference calls and different meetings, just how much of a millennial I am and how much like I view things differently. But I'm not going to lie. I'm not really a fan of this working from home stuff. I get more done in the office. There's more creativity in the office. You're able to combine different ideas in the office. But at the same time, I'm glad I'm able to do this and that I'm able to still get my job done working from home, which is very, very beneficial. I know a lot of people, a lot of my friends from one of my old jobs who are having to go to the office right now because it is a manufacturing plant 
and there's nothing you can do about that, especially with the short shortage on paper towels, which makes no sense. Paper towels and toilet paper, and just like why? Why are you buying all this stuff? But anyway, that's it. Neither here nor there. Man, I've gone eight minutes into this podcast, and I haven't even talked about the new format. For all those who are watching this podcast on YouTube, I'm gonna be trying something a little bit different. I'm gonna be trying to give you more visually pleasing things to the eye. So in the background, you would have noticed it's not just a scrolling pictures, different pictures, at least right now, it's just one static picture. But as we're going through discussing different topics, what I'm gonna be doing is showing you pictures of the topics and using different things on screen to try and display or try and uh, give you something to look at as you listen to the podcast. I'm trying to find ways to improve upon this podcast and find little things to do just to make this podcast a little bit better to watch and a little bit more pleasing to your eyes. So pardon the kinks that may be showing up if you're watching this on YouTube. By the way, if you're not watching this on YouTube, I do have a YouTube channel. We do some clips on there, clips on the podcast. If you can't listen to the whole thing and it's something you can share with other people to maybe listen to and watch for later. The name of the YouTube channel is Leechimane. That's L-E-E-C-H-I-M-A-N-E. You can search Rambling Mind and you'll find it on YouTube as well. So just, you know, trying to broaden the audience and get some more people watching this stuff and get people informed just like you are informed. And if you know somebody who might enjoy this podcast, share it on Instagram, share it on Twitter, share it wherever, or just give them the link, send the little text message or anything like that and let them enjoy this stuff too. But anyway, I've gone 10 minutes into this podcast and we haven't even started talking about the topics for the day. What was I doing with that whole hesitating thing? I don't know, but you know what it is. This is Rambling Mind Podcast and I'm random and I jump to different side segments. But nevertheless, let's get into the topics for today. Most of what we're going to be talking about is just the updates. Updates about how is the economy doing. Updates about what is some of the moves that the government has made. What is some of the reactions that we're seeing to for the government to fight the economic stability or to ensure economic stability stays. And what are some of the things that are do, being done to help your common man, to help you and for you, like everything I do on this on this on this podcast is to make sure that we're getting to the point where everybody understands how the money in their pocket is being affected, whether it's by government policy or whether it's by the situation that's going on around, whether it's in the stock market, whether it's just economic economics as a whole, because of some of the things that are happening today. So speaking of which, we're going to start off with some of the moves that the Federal Reserve has made to ensure that there is some kind of economic stability. By the way, if you guys have never seen Jerome Powell or Jay Powell, that's what he looks like. For all those who are not watching the podcast, ignore that. But anyway, Jay Powell and his Federal Reserve buddy have done multiple things to try and keep the economic stability going. And we'll start off with some of the things that were done last week. They've made some more moves earlier this week. Um, they've made some additional moves earlier this week. Uh, but we'll start off with some of the things that were done last week. So one of the things that was done last week is, first of all, the interest rate was dropped from uh, 0.5% and it was dropped all the way. I mean, it was dropped from 1.2% and it was dropped all the way to 1% at first or to 0.5%. And then later on this week or earlier on this week, it was also dropped further down to 0.25%. And that's literally the lowest they can drop it to. If not, they're going to go into a negative interest rate type of thing. But for right now, for right now, they're leaving it about zero to 0.25. 
so they're they're in that range already in other words they're doing the best that they can to ensure that businesses continue to borrow money especially in this time where profits are going to be extremely low where companies i mean with everybody being at home nobody's going to go out shopping and so businesses in order to pay their workers are going to have to borrow more money to be able to do it and they're trying to do it for businesses to have it at a such a low rate and also last week the federal reserve had already put in 1.5 trillion dollars into the repo market and we've talked about the repo market in the past they had injected i think it was 100 billion last year when we talked about it last time but the repo market is the repurchasing market and basically the repurchasing market is basically how banks get short-term loans is how banks are able to have money in the bank account which is one of the things that the fed is trying to do is to make sure that money remains liquid and for everyone out there if if i see another tweet talking about oh so the feds can or the government can just do 1.5 trillion and give it to banks and they can't just wipe out the your student loans well guess what it's not the same thing and i don't know it gets really under my nerves when people just be like oh they just did 1.5 trillion they can easily wipe out your 1.5 trillion student loans no it's not the same thing the 1.5 trillion that they're doing to ensure liquidity in the market is completely different from your student loans student loans are seen as a consumer debt that's student loans this is seen as possibility and a way to ensure that people still get paychecks so the question is, would you rather people get paychecks or would you rather people, their student loans be wiped out? A lot of people will be like, well, why can't it be both? Because we'll talk about this one day, why I believe student loans will never be wiped out. There's just too much, there's too many companies and too many bank systems that depend upon it. And in case you guys don't know, this is one of the things I want to talk about is that for the entire US monetary system and probably the system of the entire world, the banks are like the sacred beam or the spine of the entire US monetary economic system. What do I mean by that? Have you ever watched HDTV and they come into that in, in a scene and they're like, guys, the roof is dropping. And you know, you know, in HDTV, it always happens like they're like doing everything, doing everything. And then all of a sudden somebody finds that the floor is a little bit soggy and they start ripping up the boards and they're like, wow, this floor has been rotted through. And then it's like the music, dramatic music starts playing like dum dum. And then they're like, they keep ripping. It's like, this subfloor is terrible. We won't be able to use this thing. It's going to cost millions of dollars to fix it. And then the scene blacks out and then it's commercial. And you're like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And then they come back the next scene and they're like, oh yeah, we'll just put a beam in there and it'll fix everything. And you're like, man, I just wasted all my heart palpitations on this show and how they just led me to believe that this was actually a dramatic situation and really it wasn't well basically that beam that supports the roof or supports the upper deck or supports the the floor or whatever it is how they put those beams in there is basically the same thing that the bank system does for every basically every economic system in in our day to in our today in our today in today, in today, in this world today, and how we do handle money and handle fiscal systems and handle monetary systems. Basically, we've all agreed, whether you signed the document or not, years ago it was agreed upon that the best way for money to flow through the system is through the banks. 
So that's why every time you need a loan, guess where you're going? The bank. Every time you want to deposit your fund, guess where you're going? The bank. Every time you want to buy a house, guess where you're going? The bank. Even though you don't necessarily go to the bank for student loans, guess who subsidizes your loan? The bank. So everything for the econ- econ- economy of the world is done through the banking system. That's why no matter what happens, no matter what happens, the U.S. government will always find a way to ensure that the banking system does not crumble. Because if the banking system crumbles, you and I crumble as well because we won't have access to our money. Even if you don't have any loans, you won't have access to your money. You won't have access. Basically, you'll just be shut down. That's the thing. Like you literally be shut down. Nobody will be able to make any money. Nobody will be able to save any money. Nobody will be able to spend any money. And so therefore the government is literally advised and it's in their best interest to ensure that the banking system continues. Sorry, I haven't showed you guys some of the things that is going on. So if you look at some of the moves that the Fed has made over the last few years, they had actually shortly after the 2008 financial crisis, they have slowly tried to increase the interest rates because the economy has been doing well and so they've been slowly trying to increase interest rates i mean back in 2008 interest rate was about zero percent as well and so slowly over time since 2017 ish the fed has been trying to come back up with those interest rates but with the way the market is right now they have to basically slash the whole thing and just call a call a audible and just say you know what we got to do what we have to do for this coronavirus situation to ensure that the economy doesn't completely collapse, which by the way, side note, we are probably not probably more than likely we are now in a recession. But however, how a recession is deci- defined is six months of negative GDP growth. And you will know that as we talked about previously, you will know that until after it's already happened. And so but more than likely, as we're seeing more and more people are staying home because they can't get out like we just talked about to ensure that this virus doesn't spread we're seeing people aren't spending money which makes sense travel is completely shut down for the most part uh businesses are starting to let people go which is unfortunate and we'll talk about that a little bit more and basically businesses are starting to do hiring freezes because they just can't pay anybody to work when they're having to let some people go as well and so these are signs of possible recession doesn't mean that we're in a recession right now not necessarily but i think by my opinion is we're already there by all the standards that we're getting from economists and everything they're saying that we're not there yet but we're, we're probably right now walking through a recession. So most of the things that the Fed is doing, that the federal government is doing, that the, the that Congress is doing, every the moves that are being made is not so therefore that right now we'll be fine. It's so that once the coronavirus situation is done, once the, the whole thing is handled and we're able to go back to life as regular, which nobody really knows when that is. We're praying and hoping that this happens at the end of April. But the way it's moving right now, a lot of scientists and a lot of doctors or people are coming out and saying that it's going to get a whole lot worse before it gets better. But we have hope and hopefully it gets better. But the fact is what a lot of people are saying or the hope is that once we get out of this situation, then we'll be able to recover fast. The goal is to recover as quickly as possible out of this situation once we're out of it when people are able to start spending money again when people are able to get out of their house when people are able to start traveling again and so these are some of the things that will be done or some of the things that are being done in 
uh, being done to ensure that the economy stays on track for the most part. So some of the things that so after that, let's go and talk about some of the things that the Trump administration has done to try and also walk in hand alongside the Federal Reserve. So one of the things that the that the Trump administration finally did was they finally took this whole situation seriously. They finally decided, hey, this is actually a big situation. We need to pay attention to it. And the first step of that was Trump announcing the Stafford Act, which is basically a national emergency. Everybody should know that by now or should know this information. This was basically from last week. And they announced that they were going to spend $50 billion in financial assistance to address medical emergency, as well as activating FEMA and other agencies to respond to the crisis. Now, at at the time they released this information, $50 $50 billion is nothing. Now, for, for most of us who are like, $50 billion, that's a lot of money. But when you look at it in the totality of the issue that's going on, $50 billion was not nearly enough money to help anything. A lot of uh, pundits, a lot of people were just kind of like, no, that's that's not nearly enough to help anybody out. Like, that's not nearly enough to deal with the situation of cost that was going on with the people that are being laid off. That's not enough enough money to even help businesses like airplane businesses, which you can't let those businesses fail because they hire so many people. And so you can't you cannot bail out those businesses. We'll talk about airlines in a, in a short minute. And so, like, when this initial information was released by the Trump administration, a lot of people were like, that, that. That, that ain't enough. That that ain't enough. What else are you going to do? What, else, what Like, this ain't enough. And Trump on the side also said that they'll be working with different companies from Alphabet, which <laughs> Google was like, hold up a second. We're working on this website. By the way, Google has a website to, for people to find areas where they can go get tested. But when Trump made the announcement, the website wasn't ready yet. And so everybody was like, uh, Google was scrambling to figure out how to actually like implement this website and make it go live so people could actually use it. It was complete. They were caught completely off guard. They didn't know what Trump was talking about. They were like, hold up. We know we're working on this, but it ain't ready just yet. So please don't put it up. But anyway, they were put on blast. And the fact is, it was just funny as, you know, he's our president. He always going to put his foot in his mouth. But anyway, Congress approved this uh approved this 50 billion dollar incentive that was done by the white house but even congress was like that's not enough we need more relief plans we need more things to be done in order to help the economy other things that are happening that the government was able to push through during this whole thing was they talked to all your wireless carriers from verizon at&t t-mobile you probably got emails or something like that uh talking about how data cap is basically removed everybody has unlimited data and all this stuff because a lot of people are going to be working from home. A lot of people are going to need those bandwidths in order to do what they need to do from their homes. And so all those caps were removed and that was really, really good. Some other things that Congress kind of pushed through on the side as well was Congress approved for for people to have two weeks of paid sick leave and have up to three months of paid family and medical leave. And they paid, they also approved for free virus testing for all those who lack insurance and they added food aid and federal funds for Medicaid. So that all got endorsed by Senate as well. But even after that, this week, all those relief things, let me just show you guys this real quick for those who are watching this on YouTube. 
this is the Dow Jones index and about I'll say let's do five days five days from now yeah last week about last week when these announcements were made everyone expected oh it's gonna jump up for a brief moment it went up but what happened was the market didn't care the market once it started trading this was Friday right before close and when they saw Trump uh, when Trump announced this it basically was like that's not enough and so immediately the market went down again let's go back to that the market immediately crashed on Friday and it stayed crashing all through the weekend and then we came back in on Monday and it was still crashing so it was still crashing it was still crashing and then we had a bombshell that was dropped by bombshell I mean a good bombshell so finally they took it seriously in other words the Trump administration took this thing very seriously and they said you know what we're going to inject about one trillion dollars in stimulus packages into the economy now let's break down what all the one trillion dollars and how it was going to be spent by the way if you guys don't know this is your secretary of tre your treasury secretary there's so many weird ones Stephen Munchen I would play the video but I ain't trying to get a copyright strike but basically he was just talking about how much they're spending in the economy and the key parts of how much they're spending in the economy is number one which affects your pocket is 500 to 550 billion dollars that will be in direct payments or tax cuts in other words there is a possibility that there will be money that would actually be given to people to help cover some of the cost of their mortgage or just life expenses to help people who can't go to work or to just help the economy as a whole to boost it up to ensure that hey I need to get I, I need to survive I need food I need to continue shopping to make sure that the economy doesn't completely crash and so they're about and it's about 500 to 500 billion 550 billion of that 1 trillion is being spent for uh is being spent by giving money to people and that can be basically broken down to about $1520 per person uh to get however that includes the count for like babies and so babies don't get Babies don't get checks. Families get checks. So it might be divvied up differently. It might be divvied up by the number of dependents you have in your home. It might be divvied up by the number of people who live in your home. It might be divvied up by the number of mouths that you feed or something like that. Basically, it's probably and most likely going to be divvied up by your tax status. And so, I'm, I mean, I'm excited to get $1,000 extra of extra money just to spend on stuff. But I don't know if if it's going to come to somebody like me but for the most part the good news is it's not going to go to millionaires and stuff like that because they don't need the money like that so it's only going to be to send like it says on here munich said we're looking to send checks to americans immediately and i mean now in the next two weeks so who knows you might be getting a check in your mailbox pretty soon as you know it's something important for all those who are being laid off or all those who can't meet the hours that they've had like we talked about early on in the podcast this is some of the things that the government is trying to do to ensure that they continue to uh continue to to help people so they can put food on the table but part of that one trillion dollars that the government is spending is also 50 billion dollars to maybe a hundred billion dollars to help the airline industry because they've literally for the most part be shut down to ensure that that the coronavirus doesn't keep spreading and so that 550 to 100 billion dollars goes to them to ensure that industry doesn't shut down we've talked about it multiple times how the 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 industry as a whole the airline industry is 
complete has just crashed due to this whole situation. And so to ensure that people still have jobs when this whole thing settles, when the dust settles, and to ensure that the airlines have money to be paying people, they're going to get a bailout. Just like in, in when was it? Was it 2000 and I want to say 2010 when Ford, not Ford, when GM and all those companies got a bailout as well because there was a lot of people who worked for those companies and so they had to get a bailout. And so this is the same thing that's happening here where these companies are, these airline businesses might get a bailout. And then the other part, the third part, which is the, another key aspect, is about 200 to $300 billion will be spent for small businesses to be able to borrow money. Now, this is key. Uh, small businesses make up a large, a large sum of people who are employed today. And so a lot of small businesses are going to have to borrow money to be able to pay, pay their workers because right now they're just having to let people go. If I can find the excerpt from this where it talks about that. But anyway, if I, uh, basically it's just to make sure that people can get paid. And so businesses are going to take out really cheap loans. This is where that other factor of 1.5 trillion going into the repo market was so key, people will be able to go to the banks and borrow more and more money. So that's some of the moves that the federal government and the federal reserves has made to ensure that the economic stability stays in somewhat makes sense. However, unlike, let's go back to looking at the Dow Jones, let's go back to five years, unlike when the Dow Jones crashed in 2008, where is that? go max 2008 around here if you guys are watching this on youtube you'll be able to see this that was due to the banking system like failing this situation is a little bit different because people just can't spend money period and so that's why even though let's go back to about let's go five days that's why even though they keep on announcing different uh, different policies, different stimulus packages and different things like that. The market keeps declining. I mean, you see like for a moment, the market looks like, oh, it's going back up. It's going back up. But then it goes right back down because no matter what, people are still not leaving their houses. People are still not able to spend money on trips, not able to spend money on going to parks, not able to spend money on just other things that we have come accustomed to spending money on and so unlike when we had the first financial situation at least in my lifetime during this 2008 market crash it's different this time around just because people just can't spend money and so no matter how much the federal reserve the government does anything to try and keep the economy going i don't think it changes much of anything because all these moves all like we said all these moves are just to help the economy come out of a, a recession or come out of a downturn as quickly as possible afterwards to just ensure that at least we have a little bit of money cycling through the economy to ensure that it's kind of wet. It's kind of like when you're trying to get somebody to taste something or you're trying to get a car to start up or something like that, you kind of let the car warm up first. You warm up the car before we fit, so that you don't just drive it out and then the engine gets knocked or anything like that. You give it a second. The car warms up. You give it a second to kind of sit there, let the oils flow through all the pipelines, make sure that the pipelines aren't dry and all that good stuff. You oil it down. 
And so it's the same way with the economy. These these moves that the government is, is basically the government is doing is basically just them warming up those pipelines, just oiling up those pipelines so that when money starts flooding through there, everything is going to go back to normal as quickly as possible. But anyway, what else I got for you? I think some of the interesting things that has been coming out is just different ways or different things I'm seeing of how companies are trying to come together to work together, try and figure out ways that we can help during this whole crisis. Louis Vuitton, the, or rather the parent company of Louis Vuitton, AKA LVMH, uh, basically has changed a lot of its assembly lines to start making more uh, hand sanitizers instead of making cosmetics and perfumes and stuff like that. It's basically changed a lot of manufacturing facilities to help make more hand sanitizers uh um what's what's this thing called i, I keep forgetting the name uh rolls royce rolls royce also is just changing some of its manufacturing facilities to start making some ventilators to help out because there's a limited number of ventilators and so they're having to manufacture find different areas of manufacturing to make more ventilators for people who are suffering from this disease and then the other one this one is huge is huge banks big banks the things that the government is trying to protect as much as possible. So banks like JP Morgan, uh, Wells Fargo, Goldman Sachs, uh, Morgan Stanley, uh, Citigroup, all these kind of mega banks, like these really, really Bank of America, all these major banks are coming together and saying that they're going to hold off on buying back stocks. Now, I just said a term that nobody probably knows what that means, buybacks or stock buybacks. Basically, stock buy box is a way that companies, when they feel like they're, it's a way for them to be able to increase the dividends for shareholders, and it's also a way for them to be able to make more profit, to make their stock look better. Because if they buy back the stock, the stock automatically is more expensive. So right now would have been a great time for stock, for a lot of these banks and a lot of companies to do a lot of stock buybacks. We talked about it. Uh, end of last year when a lot of companies were doing that when the companies were selling bonds so they can buy back their own shares because it was just so cheap and it was a good time to do it but instead of doing that they're making sure that their money is liquid to, to ensure that that small businesses you and i can continue to go collect loans and borrow loans especially in this time and season and that is a massive deal for banks to actually make these decisions so it's just interesting to see some people have been like oh billionaires are not doing anything to help anybody da, 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 da. i've been reading a lot of stories about billionaires who have donated all kinds of money i mean bill gates donated a hundred million dollars to try and figure out a solution for the coronavirus um there have been different facilities that have completely changed what their facilities are supposed to be used for to ensure that they have space. Uh, there's a guy who who runs a, a massive restaurant chain, and he basically just started feeding people out of his restaurant to ensure that people, especially in this time where schools are closed and people, uh, a lot of kids who usually got their meals from school because they just at home, there's just no food. Like he's going around and making brown bags and things of that sort to ensure that kids have food even while they're not able to be in school to get that get that nourishment that they usually would get. And so different things like that is just interesting to see more and more people coming out to help. And so 
In the same way, I would implore every single one of us that listen to this podcast right now, do the little bit that you can to help your neighbor. Like we say on this podcast, everything we do on this on this podcast is literally so that you can get to the point where you're not just helping yourself, but you're able to help those around you. And so whether it's the financial planning thing we've been talking about, personal finance, taking control of your finances, everything is literally around situations like this where you can be the one to help other people who may be in need in one shape, in one shape, form or fashion. And so I will leave you with that. Just a charge to help anybody that you see around you that may be, may be needing something that you can help them with. It doesn't have to be money. It doesn't have to be your time because we're trying to lock ourselves. Maybe people need clothes. Maybe people need socks. Maybe people just need something and they tell you about that need. And if you can help, I'll implore everybody to just help and Keep your social distance, you know, keep washing your hands and all that good stuff. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all today. Let's do a quick recap of everything we talked about today. We talked about mainly the Federal Reserve and the federal government, some of the moves that they've made to ensure that the economy stays stable while we're going through the situation. The Federal Reserve has ejected $1.5 trillion on top of the $500 billion that it did uh, the previous week. So it's about $2 trillion has been injected into the repo market to ensure that banks have money to continue loaning out, to continue loaning out to people and to continue uh, giving people something or rather giving people ability to borrow money so they can pay their workers and so they can just be available to other people. Uh, we also talked about how the federal government is finally taking this a little bit more seriously and injecting $1 trillion. And the biggest news in that aspect is the fact that everybody might be getting a check in the mail of about $1,000 just to ensure that they can at least provide for themselves and feed themselves during this time. And then finally, we hit on some of the moves that some companies are making to help uh, to help uh, through this time, such as uh, we talked about the banks who are not doing share buybacks right now. And we talked about Louis Vuitton's parent company using some of his manufacturing lines to make uh, sanitizer rather than to make uh, perfumes. And we talked about Rolls Royce probably changing their manufacturing lines to make some more ventilators. So these are some of the things that are happening right now. Some of the good things that are happening with this whole news of this pandemic that we're facing. And so I hope y'all learned a thing or two. I hope this gave you some kind of hope as we move on towards the future. And uh, I hope this helps in any way. But anyways, being your boy Kelechi, and I'll hit y'all up on the next one. God bless each and every single one of y'all. And keep washing your hands. Peace.